Hello, folks. This is the Knickknack Podcast. I'm Knickknack. I have no adjectives to quickly and succinctly describe who I am today. I'll just say that I'm generally on the hunt for what's right, but being a human, I am wrong far more often than I would like to be. In the spirit of that fact, this will be Season 15, Episode 23, and I'm calling it Sometimes I'm Wrong. Today, I'll be talking a bit about my recent mistakes. I will say ahead of time that I have no idea how to correct most of them, only some vague notions that have equal susceptibility to wrongness. So, grab a breath and a beverage, and let's get started. The biggest thing I've been wrong about recently has been my use of the term neurodivergent and the term neurotypical. I finally found some of Judy Singer's work. In reading through it, I feel that the ideas behind my recent thinking are decent, but my use of her terminology isn't correct. Ms. Singer's thinking poses neurodiversity in terms of biodiversity. It expresses a concept that I dare say should be common sense. Every human is neurologically unique, just as every known life form on Earth is biologically unique. While I grasp this basic concept well enough, in trying to understand and expand the idea, I think I took it too far. For me to use her terms for my ideas strikes me as wrong, particularly in a context that's anywhere near diagnostic, even though I try and stay as far away from that context as possible, I still accidentally stray into it from time to time. I will have to do some significant thinking to come up with more of my own terminology. On a related note, I am not entirely certain where generalizing the behavior of others lands on my annoying and unique moral compass. I have, of course, been doing it for years to try and survive while taking careful note of the moral ambiguity that seems to arise from it. If I come up with an answer to that one, I will, of course, share it. Overall, I continue to think there's validity to this idea that I and others in the political neurodiversity movement have been trying so hard to articulate. We, of course, may want to find a different word, but regardless, I feel my struggle to express these ideas and develop my own terminology is associated with the harder edges of my personal neurological and biological reality. To put it in stark terms, I'm not simply introverted. I am, in fact, antisocial and woefully intolerant of both myself and the external world. Ironically enough, it is what I now believe to be my relatively fixed antisocial nature that causes me to be so passionate about intellectually fighting for social systems that are more inclusionary. Again, any degree of success I've had or might have in the future occurs despite who I am. To put it as simply as possible, 
it is the fact that I am socially inept that has caused me to realize how radically our civilization fails to meet and address the diverse spectrum of individual needs. There are certainly times that I try to do more than may be sustainable. And this can lead to burnout, and it tends to happen repeatedly. I haven't been able to stop this pattern successfully thus far. In the case of extending this podcast to include occasional interviews, it is definitely an extreme stretch of my capabilities that I remain wary of. I see value in exchanging ideas with others. That is, after all, the way ideas, as much as life, evolves. But I worry about the damage potential of my antisocial nature. There is definitely value in documenting who I am and how drastically social endeavors fail despite planning and trying to use my studies of the humanities as a cheat code when attempting to connect with others. And once again, we come across my learn-by-doing philosophy, a philosophy that is based on both life experience and what is purported to be a quote from Thomas Edison along the lines of, I have not failed 10,000 times. I have not failed once. I have succeeded in proving that those 10,000 ways will not work. When I have eliminated the ways that will not work, I will find the way that will work. But this aforementioned philosophy is, of course, problematic in that finding what doesn't work does harm. In this sense, if I thought I could adhere to the philosophy extolled by Jainism or Buddhism, I absolutely would. Jainism, in particular, strikes me as very, very, very appealing. Unfortunately, it also feels nearly impossible to live up to in any meaningful way. After talking to Anthony and exploring his work, I feel that I have something to gain by exploring the work and life of George Harrison. I've done some subsequent Wikipedia reading after the discussion we had the other day, because you've got to start somewhere. I recognize that according to Wikipedia anyway, George was into Hinduism, which is separate and distinct from Jainism or Buddhism or pretty much any other Eastern religion, and I recognize that fact. I do recall the news story about the stabbing he suffered in 99 and was definitely glued to the VH1 channel the day he died in 2001. That was very sad and difficult day for me. But still, I know I'm missing a lot in not sufficiently knowing the story of George's life. When it comes to any sort of thought not solely based on reason, for me it's about overcoming a massive personal bias. While simultaneously being aware of my whiteness, my middle class upbringing, the limits of my being poorly traveled, and of course coming from the West, specifically of course the U.S., I'm fervently hoping that trying to further my efforts to, at the very least, extrapolate some useful philosophy from such influences will take me as close as I can possibly get to some level of spirituality. I can't honestly do faith due to my nature and the comfort I take from the notion of an eventual final finale. If there is a god or an afterlife of any kind, I will be quite upset. Quite upset. Nonetheless, I think there is a lot of value I can distill from taking this pursuit to the fullest capacity I can muster. I readily admit that my single-mindedness around my search for knowledge and my creative expressions are 
merely coping skills of extreme varying value, both internally and externally. But I continue to feel that these two coping mechanisms are the best tools I've yet discovered. So far as I've discovered, for me, pain comes both in terms of leaning into myself and trying to challenge myself. So when it comes to my output, barring imprisonment, into institutionalization, murder, or any otherwise catastrophic social expulsion, I really don't have much to lose. For me, the thing about morality and correctness is right and wrong exist in every circumstance. That is what I believe. I may not be able to know what's right in the moment. It may even be impossible to know what's right in any sense for anyone, given my belief that truth is relative. But I do believe there is such a thing as the right answer in any circumstance. We just can't always know it. Realistically, I know that any human endeavor is very unlikely to achieve accuracy a statistically significant portion of the time. This is far truer, of course, in the creative realms that I inhabit versus the scientific realms. I believe that this, along with our financial system, is why creators of all kinds continuously edit and revise their creations. As I lamented last time, it can be frustrating when a creator whose work you feel some ownership of revises their work or releases subsequent work that contradicts their earlier work. But, on some level, you have to respect the integrity of it from the creator's perspective. Hopefully, 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 I can limit the damage my ways invariably cause by saying, sometimes, I am wrong. If you'd like to support my work by sending some cheese up to the ivory tower in the form of feedback or donations, please head to nicknackpod.net, that's N-I-C-N-A-C-P-O-D.net, Links and show notes are available there as well. My thanks again to Anthony Bertuno for appearing on episode 22. If you haven't heard that one, please check it out. It's a bit long, but it's very, very good. You can check out all of Anthony's work on his website at anthonybertuno.com. Again, links in the show notes at knickknackpod.net. The opening music is Raindrop Rhapsody by Josh Elkenberry. The closing music is Catch Me If You Can by Attica Attica. Find them at atticaattica.bandcamp.com. I thank both groups for allowing their creations to be used in the production of other work. I share and know the value of the Creative Commons approach to intellectual creations, which is why... The Knickknack Podcast and FS Red Along series is copyright 2006 through 2021 by Knickknack Marsh and is released under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen. I know it isn't always easy. May you find the safety and support to empower you and meet your needs. Till next time, stay safe, stay sane. Bye. I'm running hard without a gun before I'm land. So catch me if you can. I'm on the boss, my hat pulled down.